Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 3174. So I listened to the Bob Iger Q&A session at the Morgan Stanley conference, so you wouldn't have to. And there were comments that he made about Disney Plus and content production and Star Wars specifically that, eh, you know, let's just dig into it today. Punch it. Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So there was a 30-plus minute Q&A session with Bob Iger at this Morgan Stanley Media Technology Conference situation. And it built off of things that he said at the February investor call when they reported their quarterly earnings. So no surprise, the ultimate lens that Bob Iger uses to look at everything and you know for our purposes for star wars storytelling is delivering long-term value to disney shareholders that's the number one thing that he cares about and so everything is going to flow through that lens so how does that affect star wars storytelling well it's all a monetary situation one of the things that he repeated was the idea that in the previous <laughs> short-lived run under Bob Chapek, that the decisions for content creation had been removed from the financial decision-making process. And so one of Iger's goals coming back in was to reconnect that process so the creation of content was tied to the money that it would make and the cost to make it. One of the things he talked about was how the cost of production is increasing and significantly, according to him. I don't know if you or I would necessarily have a sense of what that means and what is significant versus just the normal cost of doing business, but according to him, it's significant. Another thing he talked about was his belief that the pricing for Disney Plus was too low out of the gate. He didn't say it was too low. He said it was too aggressive. You know, it's corporate speak, right? So he's looking at pricing strategy going forward, and he's also looking at how they do with the new ad tier that's been released for Disney Plus. Another thing he's looking at, which is kind of related to the cost of production, is how much content they actually need to add to Disney Plus on a regular basis for it to still be viable and still be attracting subscribers. He talked about how they spend their money and what they spend it on, and they want it to be differentiated, and good news, Star Wars is something that they consider to be differentiated, but he says that quality for them is also a differentiator and not necessarily volume. And he cited HBO in what he called its halcyon days. And so they're strongly considering the idea of reducing the amount of content that they create. But there is that thing about differentiated versus undifferentiated. The idea that Star Wars is a very particular thing. It's a strong intellectual property that they can build off of. And there's one other thing he mentioned as well, which has to do with how they're releasing content. And it's actually really a fascinating insight. He talked about the TV show Abbott Elementary and how 
on broadcast when it's on ABC versus when it's on Hulu, that the audiences are entirely different, that there's a 30-year age gap between the general audience for the show on one platform versus another. And so it's making him think differently about whether things have to be exclusive to Disney Plus or if you know, they will have maybe another audience available for it and another way to generate revenue for it if they put content on multiple platforms. So what does this mean for Star Wars storytelling? I mean, on the one hand, it sounds like they look at Star Wars storytelling and say, hey, this is one of our good, strong moneymakers. We do need to invest in Star Wars storytelling. That would be good for us. But everything else he's saying, that they have to get a grip on the rising cost of production, that they want to reduce the amount of content that they create, that maybe they're creating too much content and they can still have the content on Disney Plus and still maintain subscribers without necessarily producing as much, and maybe they can put content in more places to make more money off of it, it really sounds like they are pumping the brakes in terms of content production overall, which would mean Star Wars storytelling also in specific. And what we've learned over the last couple of years is that the release dates for Star Wars storytelling can definitely be fluid. I mean, The Bad Batch was initially supposed to come out in September of 2022, and it was pushed to January of 23. Andor was supposed to debut in August, and it was pushed until September. Based on what Iger is saying, it really sounds like the cadence of Star Wars live-action storytelling releases is going to be slowing down. But if you think about what's in the pipeline right now for Star Wars storytelling, it doesn't feel like the cadence is necessarily going to slow down all that much. I mean, we've got the Ahsoka series, Skeleton Crew, The Acolyte, and Andor Season 2, and of course Mandalorian Season 4 has already been written. I would say it's probably likely we're not going to see Mando Season 4 until 2025 at this point. And Bob Iger did say that he just watched a clip from The Acolyte, which he said is going to release in 2024. So at this point, it feels like the way things are going to shake out. We're going to get Ahsoka later this year. We're going to get Skeleton Crew. In theory, we're going to get it in 2023, but it might be one of those like debuts in the last Wednesday of December kind of situations. And then we'll have Acolyte and Andor in 2024, Mandalorian Season 4 in 2025, and then, yeah, maybe the slowdown begins from there. Hopefully, we'll get to learn a lot more about their live-action storytelling plans at the Lucasfilm Studios Showcase that's happening at Star Wars Celebration on Friday morning, the 7th. But yeah, for now, it looks like yeah, it's going to start drying up a little bit. But that's my take on it. What do you think? Let me know in the comments on YouTube or at the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com. That's right there is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.